Welcome to the River City 360 Road Trip. Today we're heading out to Austin, Manitoba, where we visited the Manitoba Amateur Radio Museum. Let's go! Welcome back to River City 360. My name is Robert Zirk, and uh, we were recently on a road trip to the Manitoba Amateur Radio Museum, and I'm now speaking with the curator of the museum, Dave Snydel. Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you. And I, I'm the founder, too, of that museum. That's right. Uh, I was going to mention that. You're not only the uh, the curator, but also its founder. And I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to how did the museum get started? Well, we were down uh, putting an amateur radio machine. I had a friend that was acquainted with the uh, Agriculture Museum and said there was no evidence of any radio going on there. So we established a radio station during the reunion in 1980. Then it just grew from there, and we decided the curator of the Agriculture Museum at that time was Terry Farley. And I said, what do you think, after four or five years, I should start a museum and he said, well, give it a whirl. So I did, and then in 1990, we got the building going, and away we are to this day. Very cool. And uh, as you mentioned, even to this day as well, the museum, inside the museum, is an operating amateur radio station that broadcasts during the uh, the Threshermen's reunion. Tell us a little bit more about, uh, about the station set up there. Yeah, we have uh, the state-of-the-art amateur radio station that operates Anytime we have action going on, like the reunion. And then we have Wi-Fi in the building and given to us by a good friend of mine. And then we have four beacons that are going 24-hour day, seven days a week on four different frequencies, advertising the fact that it's emanating from our museum. And we contact all over the world on that. And we have a local repeater, too, that the amateur radio fraternity can use to... Uh, communicate across the country with so we've got a good setup the east tower is 80 feet and the other one 48 feet robert Gwen. you mentioned that uh the station can be heard pretty much all over the world have you received any confirmations where where are some places that people might be listening from oh all over england scotland germany egypt uh worldwide australia new zealand and uh, in fact, I was down there yesterday, Robert, and we had people from England and Netherlands there signed the register. Oh, wow. When we walked into the museum, the first thing we noticed, of course, there's radios everywhere. There's shelves and shelves of them all along the walls. Can you tell us a little bit more about the collection of radios and where they come from? Oh, yeah. Well, all those radios are what amateurs radio used over the years, you know, dating way back into the 30s. Most of that stuff come from people that use them for their hobby, and we eventually get them when, when, uh, mostly from estates and that kind of thing. And uh, there's every kind of... We, we just deal in amateur radio stuff alone. There's a few broadcast receivers that people use to listen to amateur radio or listen to any, any foreign broadcasts, really. But that's mainly what it is. And we have a good array of uh, old equipment. And the ones you see standing up are the real old, early stuff, those racks. So I even remember the hams using them. And I'm not that old. <laughs> Go ahead, Robert. What other artifacts can we find in the museum? Well, I think you noticed uh, that there's a tubes, radio tubes display there and uh, an old tube 
machine that used to be in corner stores to check your tubes for your broadcast radios, that kind of thing. And then yeah, we, we have many um, uh, arrays. That one outfit down in the corner there, if you notice, transferring everything, that belonged to a blind operator. He used that whole facility in that corner. And um, there's a bit of military stuff there that was retuned amateur radio frequencies, uh, Robert Goyle. The Manitoba Amateur Radio Museum holds the distinction of being the only amateur radio museum in Canada. And I'm wondering if you can speak to the role that Manitoba has played in amateur radio or even the role that amateur radio has played in Manitoba. Why is it important to have this museum? Well, I'll tell you. This is to let the public know that amateur radio has not only been a hobby, but in the 1950 floods, they deposited even airlifted operators all down through the Red River Valley there for communication from those small communities. And also in any disaster, we've become the forefront. We have a whole operating facility. Every one of us that are active have a mobile unit. In fact, locally here, we assist the city police in Halloween night for 17 years. Wow. That kind of thing is going on all the time. And it kind of reminds the public that we're just not a hobby. We're a useful communication ability. So that, um, that puts us in the forefront. And I wanted to present that really was one of the reasons that important to have the museum. And there's so many people that have made contributions to the museum as well and to the amateur radio scene here in Manitoba. Yes, we, we've got a lot of important people that are ham operators too over the years, so that, that helps. And did you notice our, our rogues gallery above the display of the viewing windows there? All those people have given more than just the average to our museum for the benefit of the museum. And we honor them in that regard them. We've got a good group of people. The only thing lacking these days now is the young people are not taking up the hobby. Internet has kind of taken over a wee bit, but we're still holding our place in the world of Robert Gwen. If any of our listeners would like to come and visit the Amateur Radio Museum for themselves, or uh, if they'd like to, uh, to get in contact, what's the best way for them to do that? You realize we have a website, too, I suppose. Yeah, that's one way. And we have the pamphlets in the museum there and stating who you contact. And uh, if they get a hold of us, we have our examiners that belong to our club here locally. We have two of them. If they're interested in taking up the hobby, they can guide them as to what they should study and write their exam and get their license. All right. And the website is M-A-R-M. Inc. I-N-C dot C-A for people that want to get more information online about the Manitoba Amateur Radio Museum. We're quite active there. We attend any amateur radio-sponsored events. We try to uh, attend everyone with a display. Twice in Winnipeg we have a display at their flea markets where the biggest base of amateur radios is in the greater Winnipeg area. So. We try to keep right in front of them so they know what's going on. Go ahead. Thank you so much, Dave, for speaking with me today about the Amateur Radio Museum. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for coming on the RC360 Road Trip. See you next week, same time, different place.